0: Welcome to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where the pastors get together and talk about what's coming up in worship. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here with Pastor Brandon. And that's it. It's just the two of us. And here's the really interesting thing. First of all, Pastor Megan is off doing continuing ed, so we pray for her. And neither one of us are preaching this week because we have a very special opportunity. Deacon Hunts Vigasa, our director of youth ministry, is preaching this weekend, but not able to podcast with us. Moment of silence. Done. Okay, uh, we're but we're going to do this because we want to talk about it. It's such a good text. Um, so we are continuing our worship series called God Is, We Are. And last week, Pastor Megan took us to Genesis chapter 12, which is beginning this journey of God's promise to Abram, and Sarai. And Pastor Brandon, what was the
1: promise? That's a good question. The promise from Genesis chapter 12 is I will make of you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing.
0: A blessing. And does it
1: say to all nations? It says, I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all families of the earth shall be blessed.
0: Yeah, all families of the earth, all people, all nations. Yeah, so that's so crucial to understanding the trajectory of the entire Hebrew Bible and the story of Jesus and the story of us as we continue to find ourselves in God's story because God made this huge promise to one family to To bless this family, we talked about this a little bit last week. To bless is to kneel before, to offer something of value to the person who you are blessing. And God is, is giving this gift of God's faithfulness to the promise. But it's not just so that Abram's family will be the only family that God blesses or loves, but that through Abram's family, all nations will be blessed. Mm. That is so crucial to this. And then Pastor Megan uh, showed us last week that God is faithful to that promise, and we are forgetful. It was like immediately Abram freaks out, lies to Pharaoh, and bad things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that was last week, Chapter 12. The reading for this week skips all the way to Genesis chapter 17. So before we read that text, Pastor Brandon, there Mm -hmm. are four chapters of amazing and perplexing stories Mm -hmm. that happened to Abram and Sarai. Why don't you give us a few of those highlights?
1: Yeah, well, like you said, Abram almost immediately freaks out and then eventually forgets the promise that God promised to make of Abram a great nation. And uh, essentially that means... A lot of ancestors, which would mean a lot of children, mm-hmm. you would think. But it, um, can, it
0: does require to have children. You gotta have,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so Abram and Sarai haven't had a child yet. So Abram takes the promise into his own hands, and since he and Ab- he and Sarah can't conceive, um, because they're too old, right? Yeah, they're, I suppose they, they're, they're beyond in, up there.
0: childbearing. Which, by the way, I've always wondered. I've always pictured Sarai <laughs> as. As old, yeah. But then Pharaoh thought she was so beautiful, he wanted to take her for his own. So he must have really been into
1: like seventy-five-year-olds, maybe, or maybe like people still had it. You know what I mean? Yeah, in in older age. Not, (laughs) not.
0: But however, to all the seventy-five-year-old women who are listening, we think you're beautiful. You you still got it. But I think that's important that for them to have a for them to have a child would be a miracle.
1: It would. Yes. It,
0: it would take an incredible amount of faith to think that this could actually happen.
1: Right, and God has promised such you know, a miracle, And um, but nothing's happening. So Abram takes the promise into his own hands, and it's Sarai's servant girl, Hagar, that Abram uh, conceives a child with and has a child, Ishmael, um, and so that that gets us to where we're at today.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But in that...
0: Isn't that strange? Like, imagine that. Sarai, Mm -hmm. she says, because it's her idea. She says, hey, I've got this Egyptian slave girl. Hmm. Hey, husband of mine, take her. I don't think we would do that in our culture today.
1: And, you know, I think it's good you point that out because it also wasn't too uncommon in the Old Testament um, that there are several other of our ancestors who... Uh, were barren in in the old testament and who came about offspring in in uh, a similar way so it's not entirely uncommon it certainly make, makes us turn our heads a little bit now but
0: yeah <laughs> and and it's an interesting I mean just the, uh, something throughout the story of the Hebrew scripture is about what it means to be human and the issue of slavery because here is this woman who probably was given to sarai while she was down there being admired by the pharaoh because they're in egypt and now we have this egyptian woman who has been used as a, a baby machine basically mm-hmm. to give the inheritance to abram and then their generate their offspring eventually gets enslaved by egypt there's there's just a lot going on in Mm -hmm, this story mm -hmm. about power and the use of misuse and abuse of people but yes that was not god's intention for hagar to be the mother of the promised
1: child so that brings us to our reading today so we are in genesis 17 verse we'll start with verses 1 through 7. When Abram was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And then from 15 to 22, God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? (laughs) Can Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live in your sight. And God said, No. But your wife Sarah shall bear you a son, and you shall name him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will bless him and make him fruitful and exceedingly numerous. He shall be the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this season next year. And when he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham.
0: Wow, thanks for reading um, this there's so much in this story. And one of the things is it's, it's really about names hmm. and about what names mean. And so uh, listeners to the podcast, I want to lift up to you a resource that we produce every week called the Grow Guide. Mm-hmm. And it is designed super easy. You can just find it on the website, right on the homepage. Uh, you can also find it in Easter Connect uh, and it's designed to be, a, it's a series of questions that just help you get into the text, use it as individual study or use it in your small group. But there's always a couple connecting questions to kind of warm you up. So Pastor Brandon, I'm mm-hmm. going to hit you with the first connecting question. You got it. Um, do you know what your name means mm-hmm. and or do you have a story about how you were named or where it came from?
1: Yes. Well, everyone, everybody should know I, I'm a fraternal twin which my parents thought meant a boy and a girl. So initially I was to be named Rachel. So you can imagine everyone's surprise when I was a boy. Um, But so my full name, Brandon Eugene Newton. And Brandon comes from, I'm choosing the old English translation because in Welsh, Brandon means man with stinky hair, Um, which jokes on them because I don't have any (laughs) hair. Uh, but Brandon in old English means hill or broom grass covered hill and Newton in old English means new town. So back when you didn't have last names, you just had like your first name and where you were from. So it would be, uh, Brandon from that new town. Ah. And then the fun part of my name, as if this isn't fun enough, my middle name, Eugene, um, means noble. And my dad's name is Rex, which means King. Huh. So the connection to my dad is he's a king and I'm noble.
0: You're that brushy-haired nobleman from that new town. That's right. I like it. That's right. That's so right. look out. Yeah. Well, my name's Stephen Paul is, and Thomas' son. I'm the son of Thomas, whoever that guy was. <laughs> and Stephen means crowned one and Paul means little. So I'm a little crowned one, the son of Thomas. But We're my both... dad's actually name is James, so I should be Jameson.
1: Oh. Yeah, so we both have royalty in our we name. We do, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so I want to I lift up a couple of things about names in this text, and one that might make you uncomfortable, but it's so fascinating. I'm going to go full-on word nerd for you. Yes. Because in verse 1, it's uh, God introduces God's self to Abram as God Almighty. I want to talk about that for a second because the Hebrew word there is El Shaddai. Now, El means God. It's just the Hebrew word for God, Shaddai. Actually, means one of two things. It can mean breast, or it can mean mountain. And it means both. <laughs> and it really is like euphemism. It does. It is a euphemism, but it also means um, a place you go for comfort and nurture. Ah. Right. So that makes more sense. The God. Of, you can translate it this way the God of the comfort that comes from a mother's breast or that comes from refuge in the mountains Mm. but what's really fascinating is that when Jerome back in the late 300s was translating this into Latin well, actually, it was the people who translated from Hebrew to Greek in the Septuagint were very uncomfortable with this feminine mm. image of God mm. as being a God with breasts. And so they put they just put the word kurios, which is Greek for Lord. Mm. And so when Jerome translated it from Greek into Latin, he translated it almighty, well, Kyrie. But so for centuries, we have translated El Shaddai as God Almighty, which Mm. has this image of like this transcendent, all powerful, lightning bolt, kind of like a Zeus image, when in reality, Mm. it's the opposite of that, Yeah, the God who gives comfort and provision. Isn't that fascinating?
1: It's fascinating. And also, isn't it kind of sad, too, that so some of sad. our most um, relatable images of God, particularly God as a uh, as a comforting mother, um, have been edited out of yeah. Scripture? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's high time that we edit it back in. Bingo. Because God is not male or female. Mm-mm. God is the creator of all things. And remember, it said right there in the verse story, Male and female are the image of God, Mm. the relationship between all things. So anyway, that's just really fascinating. And then the name change from Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah Mm. is is really interesting because they both get a little ah put into their name, Mm -hmm. which is part of that Yahweh, right? This little Mm. bit of God. And what it transforms is Abram literally means uh, exalted father but abraham means f- a father of many so that's where his name changes yeah, and then yep. sarai means princess sarah means noble woman hmm. so she kind of grows up yeah <laughs> so what do you think about those name changes well, oh think, and one more thing okay. isaac isaac <laughs> means laughter So when I teach this to the confirmation kids, I say, you got to (laughs) say Isaac so you can remember that it means. (laughs) I
1: see. See, there you go. Nice. So what do you think of those name changes,
0: Pastor Brandon?
1: Well, I think they are also kind of synonymous with God's blessing here. Mm. So Abram's Forgotten. God's promise to to bless him and make him a multitude of nations and so this is not just a reminder for Abram and Sarai but it also expands the promise almost because Abram becoming Abraham means uh what do you say a father of multitudes mm-hmm. that he it's no longer just Abraham it's his name has changed because God's promise is opening up to all the nations. And I think I see that in Sarai's name being changed to Sarah. is It's not just about her anymore. Her being a princess, it, her noble being is for all people. Yeah. So I almost see those name changes as in God's covenant being opened up, not just for these two, but for all people. And also, um, I don't think Sarai was blessed initially in, in Genesis 12, but God does bless her here so I like that um also again like you said I mean we're opening up to and re-including women as uh, people who are blessed by yeah. God as well
0: yeah that's great and, and I love what you said about the opening up because it, God takes something that could have been seen as a total train wreck with the birth <laughs> yeah. of Ishmael yeah right because Ishmael is 13 years old mm-hmm. in this story it is and obviously, Abram loves Ishmael because mm-hmm. he's crying out to God, God, why can't you just bless Ishmael? Mm-hmm. And God said, aha, I am going to bless Ishmael. Yes, yes. And God loves Ishmael and blesses Ishmael. And Ishmael becomes the father of many nations, mm-hmm. even though Ishmael was never supposed to have been born in the first place. Right. And right. I, that, what does that tell you about God?
1: Well, it seems like God's really going out of God's way to bless people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I love that. That's exactly D- right. Despite our best intentions to screw everything up, yeah, and despite the reality of our screwing everything up, whether we tried to or not, God's blessing remains and goes out of the way to bless people that we, we would probably disregard Ishmael. Um, and I know eventually Sarah does. Yeah. Um it gets a little ugly. It does. It does. <laughs> and and so he eventually is disregarded and Hagar. And God says, No, my blessing is still for them too.
0: Yeah. That's great. So, Pastor Brandon, as we wrap things up, let's think about people in our lives right now, Easter Lutheran Church, right mm. here in the South Metro. Um, my guess is that many of us are feeling this emotion that the promise seems to be taking a really long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe we've made some really bad choices that mm-hmm. have led to some pretty uncomfortable circumstances and mm-hmm. consequences. Mm-hmm. What, what's God, what's the good word for us today?
1: Well, the good word is to go all the way back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast, I believe, is that this word blessing means to give something of value. Mm. And uh, listeners, you are are given something of value by God, and we, as Christians, we would say it's it's the life, it's the death, it's the resurrection, the forgiveness, the love, the presence that we have in Jesus Christ. And I think that's a pretty valuable thing, um, and sometimes maybe more helpful to know that we have God with us versus just getting plucked out of where we are and placed in perfect circumstance <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's so good i love it and i i just i just think about it a, a story just popped into my mind i want to tell you a story about my twin cousins uh they are also fraternal twins they're girls though nice so um one's name is rachel one's name <laughs> um so, so a shout out to my cousins laurie and jody they're uh, one year older than me they don't look anything like you'd never even know they were related and they are twins just like Jacob and Esau. Um, But they were born to my aunt when she was 16 years old and in high school. And back in the late 60s, that was not a great idea. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, and actually my dad has that same story, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of people would have, so I'll include my dad in this category. A lot of people would have written those kids off. Mm. Like, you know, they're the child of, of, uh, of sin and whatever. Mm. And yeah, they didn't come into the world the quote unquote right way, but holy cow, my dad and my cousins are amazing human beings mm-hmm. that God has worked through. Um, one of my cousins is a has been a missionary her whole life wow. in uh, uh, Spanish speaking uh, countries in Central and South America. Um, has just done great work for the kingdom of God. And my other cousin has been working with uh, at-risk kids and foster homes. And uh, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and you think, okay, see, that's that's what God does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad is an amazing guy. And people that we would want to just write off Mm
1: -hmm.
0: never do that. So every person that you see this week, remember, God's blessed them. And they have something to bless you Hmm. with, and you have something to bless them with. It's just like a bless fest. Wouldn't that be great (laughs) if we just had a huge bless fest instead of the mess that we have right now? Um, Anyway, well, thanks, Pastor Brandon. This has been fun. And I hope, uh, pray for... Deacon Hunts Vegasa as he's preaching this weekend. Pray for Pastor Megan as she's off uh, in her continuing ed, getting smarter. And uh, thanks for listening to our podcast here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on, on the work of Jesus Christ.
1: May the road rise on you